We are masters of unsaid words, but slaves of those we let slip out. Winston Churchill. Hello. Welcome to To Be Podcast, where I teach you the meant-to-be motto of happiness even in unhappy situations. I'm your host, Bella, and I am so glad you decided to give this little old podcast a chance. Sit back, relax. You're meant to be here, and you're meant to be happy. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the new and improved show, everybody, formerly known as To Be Podcast, and now known as To Be Podcast for short. Welcome to the To Be Perspective show. We're not calling it a podcast because, honestly, that's a tongue twister, and nobody wants to say that to anyone. However, instead of boring you with those details right now, the new setup of the podcast is as follows. Intro episode life update. Yes, the life update is going to be at the end because honestly, I have a lot of ground to cover and I don't want to bore you with it right off the bat. So without further ado, welcome to Unspoken. So first, right off the bat, I'm going to be talking about how we don't necessarily get to blame our past on our present as easily when we're adults and why that's a really important piece of becoming a well-rounded adult or well-rounded individual kind of overall. Truly, if you can get any of these messages that I'm about to talk about as young as possible, promise it will change your life for the better forever. So I will be using a TikTok that I reposted by a user named Jay Toven. Very inspiring. Go follow. He has great points that I highly, highly agree with, which is why I'm using it in the podcast. So he stitched a video where a gentleman was talking about how his first love really, really messed him up, but it was 10 years ago, and he still hasn't seen, figured out how to kind of get it right, and it hurt him so deeply that he just can't let go of it, yada, yada, yada. And Jaytoven comes in, and he kind of basically, to summarize, talks about how we reach this certain point in adulthood where... We have to decide who we want to be and how we want to contribute to society, to our future selves, to our partners, to our friends, outside of our trauma. Let me explain. Let me first start by saying, this is not to say that your trauma is not allowed to hurt you or affect you or carry with you into everyday situations. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying and what Jay Tobin's kind of saying is you have to arrive at a point where you have to excuse the trauma for a moment and decide if the patterns you're taking based on the trauma are productive or if you need to kind of reroute, heal, and take a different direction. In my own life, personally, this question has come up a lot of who I want to be in society and who I want to be for my future self. And a few examples of that is I just moved a very, very, very far away away from my past life, quote-unquote, and my past, quote-unquote, dramas. (laughs) I say quote-unquote a lot. I'm so sorry. I'll stop. And I kind of really, a couple weeks ago, had to sit down and decide tentatively, who am I now, right? Based on everything I've lived in life, every experience I've had, every bad mistake I've made, every good mistake I've made, everything that's brought me to this point, what are the habits that I need to kind of unload, heal from, so they don't continuously affect who I'm trying to be? And I found it to be really productive, and a couple ways that I did it are as follows. 
The first thing I did was instead of automating the blame to the other person involved in the mistake, I started to turn and reflect first and go, okay, where did Bella mess up? Where is this still affecting me day in and day out that I need to kind of pull out, deal with, and and move it on, right? Because obviously that person or that situation is in the past for a reason. And based on how it went, quite frankly, I don't want it to come up again. So why am I holding on to the idea of it so hard if I don't want it to happen again, right? Because our subconscious and our conscious truly do affect our lives day in and day out. So what you are holding on to is much more likely to repeat itself over and over and over, no matter how many different people you meet, no matter how many situations you're put in, if the ingredients you're holding are the same, it doesn't matter the dish you're making, it's always going to come out the same, right? A little cooking metaphor for you. And now we summarize, because now I've talked a lot, I've bored you, I've confused you, so now I'm going to clarify. So I talked about a TikTok video where a creator was talking about how we have to address our past to prevent it from affecting our future. We have to decide who we want to be to society, our future selves, our future spouses and friends, and just relationships in general. Point one. Great. Now, (laughs) moving forward, I used an example of how instead of putting the blame and only reflecting on what other people do to us... I look internally to how I played a role in my own pain, right? If it was the length I held on to it, if it's if I'm holding on to it now and it's directly affecting new relationships I'm trying to form, I'm checking my ingredients to make sure that I have the right ingredients for the dish I'm dealing with now instead of the dish I was dealing with two, three years ago. Cool. Great. I'll end it with this. Not the, not the episode, not the episode. No, just, just a segment. Okay, cool. (laughs) History. Yes, it is going to repeat itself. However, if you can learn from it, the outcome in the new history can be different. It can be better. You can do this. It takes the time it takes to heal. Don't discount that. However, I believe in you. I'm proud of you. Let's move on to segment two. Now I'm going to move into time and healing, which is unironic because we were just talking about it. So I wrote this down and in some ways I was a little nervous to say it, but I decided that I was going to say it anyway because I think someone somewhere relates to it and knows what I'm talking about. Again, this is a perspective. It's not fact. If anything, it's deep opinion. Okay, so I, from my own personal experience, I don't believe time heals, and I think the only people who hope that time heals wounds are the people that are too cowardly to admit they made a wound in the first place. Like I said, that can come off extremely harsh to people, so I'm gonna follow up with a quote from Instagram that I saw that also says a very similar thing in a lot nicer of a way. (laughs) It says, from the good quote on Instagram, mistreating people than avoiding communication is not protecting your peace. It's avoiding accountability. And to kind of summarize, because I truly think the quotes speak for themselves, remember that you don't get to tell someone how to feel about a situation. Just because 
if someone had done it to you, you would not have felt that way, doesn't mean that that person doesn't have a right to feel that way. You don't necessarily have to understand someone someone's pain to apologize for inflicting that pain. I just realized I sound extremely monotone and dead, so I'm going to liven up a little bit. Piggybacking off what I just said, there's been a lot of times in my life where I simply don't understand how someone feels that way, and I've really had to grow, and it took a little bit of therapy to get here, but I've really had to grow up and realize that just because, like I said, I wouldn't have felt that way doesn't mean that they don't have a right to feel that way. So coming to that conclusion really helps in the whole dismissing the excuse of time as a healing mechanism and being able to own up to my mistakes faster, being able to kind of sit with somebody and say, hey, listen, I don't understand it, but I'm still deeply sorry for putting you in a position to feel this way. Now, of course, apologies depend on situations, right? It depends on the people involved, how deep the wound was, how much time has passed, and then yada, yada, yada. Personally, I don't have time to get into all of that. The point that I was really just trying to make is please don't approach people and hope time heals wounds that you directly created. Even if it takes you a couple months, express to the person, hey, I need a little bit of time to process what I did. I'm going to come back. I'm going to communicate with you. I don't want to lose this relationship. I don't want to lose this friendship. It's a bump in the road. It's an honest mistake. I hope you can forgive me. I just need some time to accept what I did and then apologize to you in a proper way. Communication, y'all. Honestly, it all boils down to that communication. Communication is, say it with me now, key. All right. That's really the end of the second segment that I have. I hope it made sense. Let's move on to the final segment, the longest segment. Oh my God, what did I just say? Hold on. Segment number three is about love, romance, and being proud of ourselves, even when it's really hard. So we'll be back after this short commercial break. Yeah. Welcome to the first commercial break, where I tell you my top five listen to songs on repeat on Spotify currently in real time. Not real time because this is previously recorded, but you know what I mean. All right. In the number one spot, we've got Greedy by Tate McRae. She honestly never misses. I don't know what she puts in her music. I mean, I know what she puts in her voice, her time or anyway. Great song. Highly recommend. Second, we have Roses by Gashi. It's fun. I personally don't like Roses, and if you listen to the song, you understand kind of why I like the vibe. Run My Mouth by LMA. We're not going to talk about that one. We've got I Know by Travis Scott, which I don't even know if I truly endorse Travis Scott based on what happened a couple years ago, but we're just going to slide that under the rug, slide that in there at the number four spot. Spot? Spot. Golly, commercial breaks are going great. And in number five, we've got Where She Goes by Bad Bunny. I hope that stays on my on repeat for the rest of the year. That song is one of my top gym songs. Not of all time, but it's up there. Truly. You've been listening to Top 5 on repeat on Spotify for Bella. Now, back to your regular scheduled program. All right, everybody, welcome back from that weird, weird commercial break. Again, nothing in this episode is sponsored. If I haven't said that already, I do apologize. All right, love and romance. So we're going to start with where I'm at with love and romance, and we'll just see if I have any advice for anybody out there in similar situations as me. 
All right, everybody, let's get into this final segment. All right, so starting off very strong, we're going to go over what my type is, okay, and why that is my type and why types are inherently very important when finding romance, love, friendship, whatever it is. Cool. All right, so my type is athletic. Now, let me explain that a little bit because some people hear that and they think, oh, of course, everybody's type is athletic, blah, 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 blah. No, 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 no. When I say title, I mean they possess qualities that I myself either have in my own life or want in my own life. So athletic people tend to be very driven people. They possess discipline and they are intentional and they are kind and they they can just be overall really healthy people as a whole. And that's not to say they don't have bad habits or that they've never been a bad person or that they've never uh, stumbled along the way in their journey or that they're perfect by any means. That is not what I mean at all. Please do not get that twisted. (laughs) It just overall means that they promote or at least try to promote their own self-awareness in everyday life. So when people come up to me now that I'm trying to adjust my lifestyle, I don't take everything as an attack now because I realize that it's a criticism, sure, but it's a helpful criticism. And I've also been able to kind of differentiate between the two of when someone's just point blank criticizing you and when they're trying to help you with a criticism. And I think that has come from the approach of quote unquote athleticism Um, but really all I've done is just try to become more disciplined in my lifestyle as a whole, as I was talking about earlier. You could call that athletic. You could just call that lifestyle change. I'm going to call it athletic for the all intensive purpose of this segment of this episode. So now that we have our type, I want to kind of talk about what are some things when we meet someone that we should be looking for outside of our type, just basic everyday things that personally I recommend everyone see or notice as fast as possible to save themselves the time, save themselves the heartbreak, and stuff I quite frankly would have told my younger self. And I am one that believes all mistakes should be made because they make us into the people we need to be for the people that we are meeting along our journey. However, that doesn't mean there there aren't some mistakes that I just look back on and go, oh, you could have avoided that one. You really could have avoided that. But I have the knowledge now, so I'm telling you. Okay, so the first piece of advice that I have written down, so sorry if you hear the wrestling of papers, is pick your person based on the moment that when you fight, they fight the problem, not you. And that their actions match their words. Not that they're meant to be perfect, but that when they say they're going to do something, they do their best to actually follow through, and you see the effort, not the illusion of effort. So one thing to note about these is they can be applied to friendship just as much as they can be applied to someone you're talking to or someone you're dating. And the reason I think they're so important is because, sure, yes, everyone reacts based on things that have happened in their past. But kind of like what we were talking about in the beginning of this episode, there does reach a point in life where, yes, you show people that grace, you give them that that moment to decide what kind of person they want to be based off of their history, right? And communication's a big part of that. However, moving forward past that moment of grace, then you have to start becoming keenly aware of, are they fighting me right now? Or are they actually wanting to solve the problem? Are they actually fighting against the problem? Or, quite frankly, 
are they creating more problems within a problem about things that they haven't communicated on in the past that now everything's your fault, right? So that's important. And then personally, I just love intentionality. Even the act of um, just being slightly intentional makes me extremely happy. Of course, my love languages are physical touch and quality time. So that kind of tells you all you need to know right there. But in regards to what I said about it, listen, people can talk all day. And there's a lot of times in my life where I've had to sit down and be like, okay, is communication for me a actual boundary or is it just a preference based on people who have not communicated with me in the past? And trying to find that line can be tricky, but one of the best ways that I've been able to draw that line and decide that in this relationship it's a boundary versus a preference is when someone says, hey, you know, I really, really miss you, or hey, I really, really wish I could see you, but then they do nothing to make that a true statement, right? They're they're not putting an effort. In fact, they're admitting that they're not putting an effort to it, but they still are saying it. So that's when it becomes a boundary for me, right? When someone goes, oh, I really just wish, ah, but then nothing comes out of it because it's like, what do you mean you really do? Because I'm seeing based on your actions that you quite frankly really don't. And you're just telling me what you think I want to hear instead of just telling me what the truth is, right? So that can be tricky. Finding that balance can be hard. I'm not here to say that it's not, but those are just some examples that I have on why it's important to kind of be able to differentiate. And the best way to do that, look at how someone acts after they make the statement, right? If someone wishes you the best and then does nothing to do the best for you based on a situation, they probably don't actually wish you the best, right? You kind of have your answer. So that's going to segue me into my literal actual next point that I have written down, which is, again, sorry if you hear rattling of papers, which is their best does not have to be the best that you need at this time. This is a lesson that is so hard to learn, especially when you're dating somebody or you're going in to potentially date someone. Trying to see what their best is in a situation, in an argument, in a happy moment, whatever it is, and then kind of realizing, oh, wait, this actually, it's not something that I can really compromise on. Or maybe you already have compromised on it, but they haven't compromised to meet you then you kind of have to decide, okay, so if this really is their best, is this currently, right now, where I'm at in life, the best that I can accept, the best that's actually going to improve upon my life and not just satiate my loneliness? I relate this back to a book a lot, and you might meet someone and be on the same chapter for a long time, and then all of a sudden, it feels like you're in two different books, two different novels written by two different authors. Here's the thing that sucks. And the period of time that you have to go and grieve that relationship or grieve that friendship of any kind, it is hard. But let me remind you, just because you are in different books now does not mean that you cannot end up in the same set of chapters later. A lot of times we get so caught up in, well, right now, right now we aren't in love. Right now we don't speak. Okay, but that doesn't mean that in a couple months you might not reconcile. That doesn't mean that in a couple years you might not come back together and date again when you've grown and when you've become the better versions of yourselves for each other. That's just a little reminder that I wanted to throw in there because it's something 
I used to get bogged down a lot about. And then I went to therapy and my therapist was like, okay, so if you were already on the same chapter at one point in life, who's to say that you can't get there again just after you've done some growing and after they've done some growing? So that's just a little reminder. If you're down in the dumps about it, give it time. One thing time does is move. And sometimes it moves you together. So what have I been talking about, really? I ask myself that every episode. What have I really been talking about? So this segment really has revolved around what's your type? Figure it out. Figure out how you can incorporate those habits also into your own life. So when you don't have a person, you can be your person. And then I talked about meeting each other in different chapters. I talked about um, making sure that somebody doesn't fight you, that they fight this, the problem. Um, and just kind of picking up on those things as early as you can when you meet somebody or when you're thinking about going into a relationship with somebody, just kind of figuring that line out. And then finally, I wrapped it up with just because you're on different chapters doesn't mean you can't end up in the same book in the end. However, of course, that's not always going to be the case. So if it's not the case, try to leave it better than you found it. Show yourself some grace. Give the forgiveness, even when it's hard, and just move on. We really never know what life has in store, and life is way too short to spend our entirety of our life in the past. So, finally, to wrap up, listen, you don't have to live up to unspoken expectations, but always try to be conscious of when you set them on other people. Because, quite frankly, any relationship you enter in, whether it's romantic, whether it's not romantic, you are setting expectations on people, right? And you have to be conscious of them because... They set the tone for the relationships you have now and the relationships you will have in the future, not only with yourself, but with other people, romantically, friendships, all of it. And when we can effectively communicate our expectations going in, we always usually get a better outcome leaving or coming out of something. So that's my advice on that. Now I'm going to move into just some updates about life. I guess my biggest life update is that I up and moved to Texas. Yeah. Howdy. So that was a crazy life decision that kind of was spur of the moment. I try to live up to my word and I talk a lot about being adventurous and being spontaneous and not taking yourself too seriously. So I just had to put my actions where my mouth was and now we're here in Texas. <laughs> it's been really fun. Uh, it's definitely something I didn't see for myself, but it's been a beautiful surprise that I am really glad that I took the chance on. And let's see, I've started cooking more. My cat is happy. And I just, I've gone to some concerts. I went to a Joji concert recently. I'm going to a Joe Bros concert with some friends. And it's just been a beautiful season of life. And I, I'm i never done learning. I hope I'm never done learning. And I hope that as I go on to make these episodes and I go on to do these things that I keep inspiring not only other people but myself. And moving to Texas, as scary as it was, it really did inspire me to kind of remember I can do anything, right? I'm meant to do things. I'm meant to be certain things and meant to be happy doing them. So just kind of finding my place and all that's been really, really fun. And that's really my biggest life update. I, I don't really have a lot going on. I mean, I miss my Georgia Bulldogs. Um, I miss some friends. Uh, I, I've learned a lot about myself in the moving process, settling down, 
uh, learning how to be comfortable alone and like really alone, you know? I found a gym that I love. Speaking of the gym, uh, I'm really excited to announce that I will be getting my gym training certification next year. Really excited about that. Um, ah, so exciting to talk about. And I'm going to be putting a lot more time into the podcast on the blogs. As you can see, I've been putting a lot of work on the back end of kind of just creating something I'm proud of. That's why I changed it to the 2B perspective, because really, yes, it's an opinion, but the proper word for it is perspective. So, yes. And let's see, I'll leave you all with this. You're not going to be perfect at the first thing you try, but to be great at the last or the middle of it, you have to have a first, right? So that's something that I read recently that I really loved. You're never done learning. I'm really proud of you. I see you. I'm here for you. Remember to tell people in your life that you see them. Remember to show up for the people who are showing up for you and even show up for the people who might not be saying they need it. But lastly, always show up for yourself. Um, Remember to be present. Try to be intentional. Have fun. We only get one of these lives. Make it the best you possibly can. Thank you for listening to 2B Podcast and the 2B Perspective. I'll see you on the next episode.